Welcome to She Is Talking. This is the first episode of a live series that will be saved on IGTV. There, hello. <laughs> so welcome there. Hello. This will be saved on IGTV. There you can find a new episode every week. There will be guests and we will be discussing topics such as confidence, self-love, journeys, and how to become the best version of yourself because you got it. You have everything you need to succeed inside of you. Go get it. it. You are in control of your life. Go after your dreams. It's time to shake your beauty. All right. This week's episode, we are talking with Faith Grady. She is a health and life coach program. She graduated from UMaine and is currently living in Boston, Mass. So great to have you, Faith. Hello. Thanks for having me. I feel honored. It's the first episode. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, oh no. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you don't know me already, my name is Faith. Um, I actually went to college not for anything life coaching related at all. And then I moved down here in September, and my roommate is actually a health and life coach, and I saw what she was doing, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this job existed. Like, this is exactly what I've wanted to do, but I was meant to meet her at the time I did, and oh, my gosh, it was amazing. So I started it in January, and then... I'm kind of still in the program. I'm going to be officially certified within the next couple of weeks. So that's super exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I basically just help people kind of step into the highest version of themselves. I take a look at their routines. I take a look at their habits and whether they're aligned with where they want to be in life or not. And if they aren't, then I help them kind of switch it all around and incrementally make lifelong changes so yeah that's awesome so yeah. you said that you met your roommate and she was in the program but how did you get inspired to be an anxiety management mentor because you said that this is what you were looking for how mm -hmm. what was the inspiration so I've always known that I've wanted to help people and when I went into college I went in with a psychology major and I knew I wanted, I didn't want to be a guidance counselor. I didn't want to be um, like a therapist. I knew I wanted to help young adults kind of just navigate life. And I was like, oh, I just don't know where to go. You know when you know what you want to do, but you don't know what the next steps are? Yeah. yeah that was me. And I was very stuck. And it really took a toll on my mental health because I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I felt like I was just kind of hopping from job to job and I had just moved down to Boston looking for opportunity, but I moved in the middle of a pandemic and nothing was happening. I feel so, like a lot of young people, a lot in their 20s have no idea what's going on and just struggling yeah, exactly. exactly, and so a lot of my anxiety stemmed from not knowing what I was gonna do. And then of course, when I moved in, I met Molly I was like wow again I didn't know that this job existed and the fact that I had it right in front of me and it was completely up to me on when I start how committed I was it was just awesome and I mean again I wish that I figured that out 
before I spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars at school, but it's <laughs> but it puts you on the right path to where you're supposed yes. to be. Everything happens for a reason. Yes. Well, I'm looking on your page and just seeing all the stuff that you post about and what you talk about. You talk a lot about routine. So what is so important about a routine and what is yours like? Yeah. Okay. So what's so important about a routine? So how you spend your days obviously makes up your lifestyle, how you live life, right? So you wake up and the first thing you do in the morning starts your day. So are you immediately pressing snooze a few times? And then when you do finally wake up, are you immediately out of bed and getting your day started? Or are you on your phone checking like notifications, social media for however long? Um, it kind of just starts from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and everything in between then really to be congruent with where you want to be, what your goals are, what your dreams are. So my routine, I, this was not a routine that I had until I started this program myself. I wake up in the morning. If I press snooze, it's only once and normally it's on the weekends, but I, <laughs> I wake up, I immediately have my, um, or a little pillow and I sit on it and I do some intentions, affirmations. I read yours all the time and awesome. obsessed and <laughs> I'll do some stretching. If my body feels a little tight, we always need to be in communication with our bodies. Um, I have a good balanced breakfast. I kind of take a look at my schedule. I have my like weekly planner here and I look at anything before I go to work because obviously since I am still um I'm not as certified or I'm not certified so I'm not as involved yet as full income off of this so I do have a regular like nine to five type of job but so I go to work um I come home I make a yummy uh, a yummy dinner and then I'm kind of just doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff with my life coaching. Like, as you know, it takes a lot more than what people think. Like you have to yeah. think about what you're like advertising or promoting. Um, mm -hmm. You want to make sure every, all your ducks are in order. So I don't know. It's a lot Branding of yourself is a lot harder than people think. <laughs> oh my God, it is. It is. And you're always selling, especially if you're trying to do things on social media, everything business move. So it yeah. takes a lot, it takes a lot of time and effort behind the scenes, but yeah, it kind of is a little touch and go and trial and error when it comes to creating a routine. But again, that's why I'm here. I help you kind of look at the bigger picture, what you want to do, how you're spending your days now. And we kind of just collapse the timeline. Right. And you talk mm -hmm. about your routine in the morning and how you sit and you do some intentions and affirmations. So what is so important about being kind to your mind? You talk a lot about that on finding faith. Yep. So being kind to your mind that everything starts from within confidence, motivation, everything that people normally want in life and they don't end up getting starts from inside. And that's why they don't end up getting it. They want that instant gratification. They want, who do something and immediately see results. But when it 
comes to internally feeling good, it's a process. And so you're going to do something and you will not see results. You need to do it over and over and over again. And Consistency, not perfection. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, just being kind to your mind is very, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It speaks for itself. Like, it, you want to be able to talk to yourself how you would talk to your best friend or someone that you love and care about. You want to look in the mirror and if your little cousin or someone that you love is having a bad day, it's so easy for us to say, oh my God, no, and hype them up and all that stuff. But when it comes to ourselves, it's not that easy. And we put ourselves on the back burner all the time. Yeah, I talk a lot on my page about BYOB, be your own best friend. If you catch yourself saying something that you would never say to your best friend, then why are you saying it to yourself? Exactly. We need to love ourselves how we love other people around us. And so, um, yeah, because your mind is just kind of being, being your own best friend. It's making sure you're not getting hard on yourself and understanding that if things don't go exactly how you plan or if you're not feeling the best one day be kind to your mind like give yourself a break come on like a lot of anxiety comes from just us putting pressure on ourselves and of course living in today's world everything is super sensitive and we feel this immense amount of pressure to be a certain person or to be doing certain things and it can take a society with social media it's all cookie cutter oh my god yeah exactly especially like young people growing up today like my little sister just turned 15 and i see how much social media is in her life and how much her friends are doing it and of course the big sister i'm like protective and i'm worried naturally but trust that she has a good head on her shoulders but anyways yeah so just kind of treat yourself how you would treat like a four-year-old like be considerate and be understanding with yourself and your own thoughts and if you do have a a bad thought or a thought that's not necessarily aligned with where how you want to be thinking don't judge this is something we do all throughout my program it's we aren't judging we're approaching things with curiosity we're asking questions we're saying why am i thinking like this why did i do that like what am i what experience am i trying to get out of this so in that way it kind of alleviates the pressure and it that's a great way of thinking it yeah it helps you be kind to your mind so we are going to talk about today our top three is confidence energy and mindset so the first thing we're going to speak about today is confidence Confidence is a common question that a lot of people have. How do you become confident? Confident, what is confidence? And anxiety is a big factor in this. And that's why I'm very excited to have Faith on this episode because um, anxiety as a factor in confidence is very close to me because I struggle with anxiety myself. And so I'm very excited to have Faith here today. So Faith, you mentioned that you earlier that you asked some questions on your Instagram about what people don't feel confident about so can you tell us a little bit about that yeah so a lot of the um 
messages that I got included physical appearance, of course. And like I just said, when you want to look good on the outside, you have to feel good on the inside. And a lot of them also talked about needing to work on understanding that they don't need to be anyone that in order for people to like them. People like them for themselves. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. Like, no, we're awesome. So like, why are we trying to be- Not being the person you are is a waste. Oh my God, exactly. It's like, there's only one you out there and only you can provide your unique talents and tools. So why wouldn't you want to live that to the fullest? And of course we can say, why wouldn't you? But yeah, it's it sounds so cliche and it's like that simple, but it's so I know. I know, seriously. So yeah, a lot of them said that. Um, another one talked about crop, not so the line between being confident and cocky, super blurred, super blurred, as we all know. And so a lot of things that people struggle with is not wanting to feel like people think of them as being conceited or um, being stuck up. So how and do you balance that? Like, so, how do you explain that to your clients? Yeah. So confidence, how I explain this to my clients. So if someone came to me and said, hey, this is my situation, blah, blah, blah. I would say, okay, so I can tell that you're a people pleaser. You like to make sure everyone around you is happy, even if that means that you're not. Is that correct? And I always make sure I want to be on the same page with them. I ask questions and they say, yeah, like that's, that's how I feel. And so I kind of think of it in terms of buckets, like you're carrying around two buckets all day. Your buckets are your energy, your confidence, everything about you we start with our buckets full every day and by people pleasing or thinking too much about what other people want or need or how they see you that's dumping water out of your bucket you want to keep your buckets full because if it means so much to you to make sure everyone else is happy why are you going to give them a 70 60 50 percent version of yourself that's not going to make them happy that's not going to make them happy so for you obsessing over what people are thinking about you and putting yourself on the back burner that's emptying your buckets right which in turn isn't making those around you that happy they're not getting the full version of you so mm -hmm. i kind of have to think about it i need to see how my clients minds work and where they're um where they're not priorities lie, but where they tend to self-sabotage. This week, actually, with one of my clients, we're talking about self-sabotage. So mm -hmm. people-pleasing is a huge one, and that kind of leads into being insecure. And, not and I think it's fun. so important that, especially when you're young and in high school, I feel like high school is a big thing that people just want to fit in. And that that's something I wanted to talk about here today as well is that when you are your full version of yourself, there are people out there that are going to absolutely mm -hmm. adore that. So you mm -hmm. should not lessen that to fit somebody else's idea of how you should be living your life. Exactly. So it's like, would you, there was a saying that I actually just heard the other day. It's, do you want to spend your life wishing you were living a different one? And it's like, that really just hit me because I was like, wow, 
in high school and even in college, I know that I was almost trying to put on this face. And I mean, of course, struggling with anxiety. Like I had social anxiety and going to college and being around so many people all the time. It was hard. And I feel like I was wearing a bunch of different masks. And I mean, now that I'm out of college and I'm living away from home, I realized you need to truly embody who you were born to be, who you are, rather than trying to be someone you're not or putting on a front just because you think that's going to get you further. Right. But, yeah. All right. So next we're going to talk about energy internally. This goes about food, so feeding your body and getting good movement and then also self-talk. So do you want to start it off, Faith? Oh, yeah. I'm like, did you see me straighten up? Because this is, I love this. <laughs> I know. So everyone that wants to feel confident, feel motivated, everyone wants all of this stuff that we've been talking about, right? And they don't realize, again, it all starts from within. And the most basic core concept of feeling good from within is what you put into your body. And I know again, like I mentioned, a lot of the messages were physical appearance wise, why people have issues with confidence. And I completely understand that everyone has their own insecurities. And although my program right now isn't specific. No. Okay. I got it. Um, even though my program right now isn't specifically designed for weight loss or other things like, like going to the gym, all this stuff, it still talks about what you put in your body and food and how much you eat and how you eat, who you are when you eat. Um, we want to fill our bodies with high energy food rather than low energy food, because I'm sure you can agree that when you're feeling energized, you're happier. You have more positive thoughts rather than negative ones. And if you have more yeah, positive today, thoughts, I didn't Today, I forgot to eat my lunch, and I was cleaning my room, and um, I went downstairs, we got a sandwich, and I was so much better. Oh, my God, exactly. It, it's kind of just like a snowball effect. You put in good food in your body, and you're hydrated, and then you have more energy, feel better, and therefore you're talking to yourself and those around you more positively. So that's kind of the basis of when my clients say, hey, I'm struggling um, to keep my energy up all the time. Like I have, I feel like my blood sugar is up, down, up, down. We call that the roller coaster. And there's a whole lot of information that I love sharing with my clients about all that because a lot of the things they didn't realize actually played a huge part in this problem. And, um, yeah, so it all kind of starts with, I mean, obviously the food, but also what's your morning and night routine? How how much are you sleeping on a daily basis or a nightly basis, right. whatever? Sleep is so important. Yeah, people exactly. People don't really recognize that. I know. And, like, a lot of people tend, I've figured out that a lot of people tend to think that when you sleep – a certain amount of time then that just means you're lazy and that is just not the case at all like we need to figure out a specific time at night to start your wind down hour we don't want to be on any technology 
And again, that kind of just goes into routine, but a lot of things- back to the buckets that you were talking about. Your sleep goes into that. Exactly. So if you, if you slept like crap, or if you didn't sleep enough, like you want to start your buckets at a hundred percent and you're already starting your day at like what, 95, 90. I don't know what we're going to say, but yeah. So <laughs> a little too much math right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Energy, confidence, it all goes hand in hand. And the first step is acknowledging what your body's saying to you. And your body's always in constant communication. And that's also a big thing. Like, we've been trained to ignore our cravings. Cravings are bad. We don't want... Yeah. yeah, I read a quote the other day that said something about when you have to go to the bathroom, you go to the bathroom. When you have to sleep, like, if you're tired, you go to sleep. But when we're hungry, we're being taught that you still shouldn't eat. That doesn't make any sense. It's nature. It's intuitive. Mm -hmm. That's why I've been following a lot of Victoria Garrick. She talks a lot about included eating and... Yes. Yeah. No, everyone, we've, especially with social media, we've been taught cravings are bad. Like, don't give in to your cravings. But what are cravings? It's your body saying, I need this. This needs to be nourished. So, no, I'm not saying, like, try and convince yourself that you need chocolate every hour of every day. No one needs that. But, like, if you have a craving for sweet or if you have a craving for savory or salty or whatever the craving is, listen to your body. Your body's always in communication with you and we can't ignore it because that's when the negative self-talk happens and all of that. Talking about constant communication, we are everything we consume. This is including food and media constantly in today's society is we're consuming sick sitcoms self-deprecating jokes and critical Mm -hmm. news reports and tv shows and photoshop all of this jazz that's so exciting so fun please hence the sarcasm there but self-talk is very very important and it's very good for internal remodeling i always say that you're rewiring your brain but that's neuroplasticity so Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about self-talk and self-affirmations and that self-talk is so important. And something that I read, I talk a lot about it on my page, so I'm not going to go too, too much into it, but I always say the I am affirmations, but I was reading some studies that say changing I to your name. A psychologist from the University of Michigan said this, did a study saying that using your own name helps you give yourself more support and advice by distancing yourself and giving yourself some unbiased information. So if you're in a hard time and you say, you're talking in third person and you say like, why is Mads feeling this way? Like you said earlier, or when you're saying an affirmation, Mads, you are strong. By giving you that third person, it's giving you a look at yourself that is a fly on the wall. I read a study that talks about Third person self-talk can reduce worry. And right now we're all in the pandemic. And there were a couple of studies done. One that was, I believe it was in Iran. Let me just make sure that I got it correct. Um, Yeah, yes. It was from January 21st to March 19th in Iran of 2020. So they talk about that reducing that 
worry is through self-talk and using your third person narrative. And there was another study done about the Ebola when Ebola was a thing and talking about how using third person again showed in results that it reduced worry and same thing with an OCD study talking to yourself in third person and use having a positive relationship with self-talk is wicked important and having that negative relationship with self-talk can be extremely detrimental because it puts you in a bad state of mind yeah yeah and I like I never actually thought of it like that um I've realized through friends and other experiences when you start having anxious thoughts or depressive thoughts or eating disorder thoughts or any bad thoughts that you're having, giving it a separate identity really helps manage and become aware that, hey, those thoughts are not you. Like that is a separate part of your brain that's trying to beat you down or trying to like, hey life is going way too good right now let's let's knock it down like be realistic here you know and so saying like when you start feeling anxious i i've started to do this was when you start feeling anxious give it a name like you said like when you're looking in the mirror and you're saying information if you're saying it as if you're an outsider or a fly on the wall and you're actually talking to someone sometimes that helps it stick more and mean more because then it almost seems like you're not just talking to yourself. It's someone else. Yeah. Telling Cause yourself. your brain can't distinguish between imaginary and physical. So by exactly. saying it to yourself, it can be the same thing as somebody else saying it to you because when you receive a compliment, like, Oh, mm -hmm. I absolutely love your smile. If you keep hearing that over and over and over again, you're going to think, wow, everyone loves my smile. Yeah. So it's the same thing. If you say it to yourself, your brain can't distinguish between mm -hmm. is that somebody else or is that me? Yeah, exactly. And so like overcoming those anxious thoughts or depressive thoughts or whatever it may be, your inner demons, give it a separate identity. Call it a certain name. Say, oh, Have you there seen the Pixar movie? The what? new one is like the Luca. Oh no, I haven't seen Luca. I've seen well, Inside Out where all the emotions are like people. Yeah. Are. Yeah, I've seen but that in one. Luca, they have, he puts like his worry in a separate identity and it's like, um, Silencio Bruno is what they say every time they get like anxious. He goes, Silencio Bruno. Oh my God. Wait, I'm going to watch that tonight easily. It's so cute. Maybe it just reminded Aww. me of that. Yeah. But it definitely helps because you're like, this isn't me. Like, get out of here. It's like, come on. I mean, for anxiety, I would say give it, like, an A name. Like, come on, Alice. Like, get out of my head, Alice. No one invited you, Alice. Like, you know. Um, but, yeah. Can I ask so, you what's yours? Like Is it Alice? Yeah. Um, honestly, I've been doing very good at not having anxious thoughts. So, I think I've, like, removed. Sure. Let's go with Alice. <laughs> I can't. Screw Alice. That, yeah, that feels right for me. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> so now we're talking about self talk and going into mindset. Mindset is so important. And we talked a little bit earlier about being non judgmental. And that is the mm. state of mindfulness. It's being present in the experience and not being 
judgmental and there are many mindful therapies that you can go to and I read a study by the Journal of American College in College of Health in 2017 studied the relationship between trauma and anxiety symptoms in college students to see if mindfulness moderates this relationship and it showed that being mindful reduced the symptoms of anxiety depression and trauma it was obviously based on the scale of trauma that they endured but being mindful in the moment and not being judgmental showed major improvement yeah no i can i can definitely agree with that and i mean i see how you you're like okay so we have the intentions for the day and that kind of gives your day a purpose right so you're not just kind of floating their life or just doing the motions of life and that's what I do in the mornings like I'll sit down on floor pillow and <laughs> I'll set an intention for the day I'll say hey I want to be present in every moment today and it kind of helps that throughout the day and it's it's a good mindset key to helping develop positive mindsets and of course no one's going to wake up and automatically be happy no one is happy motivated confident 100 percent. that's not a thing no, we have, you have to, to choose it yes we have to put in the work it's a constant choice and so something i also talk to my clients about is what drives your habits your habitual behavior it's pleasure so if you don't enjoy doing something you're not going to want to do it like you just won't where enjoy something it's going to be so much more it's going to be easier to follow through with it so say you like waking up and going for a walk in the morning because you like you like the sunrise you like this it's pleasurable for you so it's easier for you to get up and do it and if you like sleeping in or if you don't like waking up early, but you have to, it's going to be so much harder to actually do that. So we kind of, in one of the first few um, sessions in my program, we take a step back, we look at what they're doing habitually, and what they want to be doing habitually. And we connect their endorphins, their natural pleasure chemicals, we connect those to the habituated behavior that they want. And it what are some examples of that? Okay, so an example of that is we do this thing called a mental rehearsal. So one session, we'll check in, we'll talk about their life, whatever. And then when we actually get into the session, I'll say, okay, close your eyes, let's take a deep breath. It's almost like a meditation, but it's not necessarily like a okay, relax and calm down. It's more of a really envision yourself doing this habituated behavior that you want to do, that you know is aligned with where you want to be. It's going to help you in the long run. And I take them step by step in these small of exactly what they want to be doing. And I say, and feel how good it is to move your body. Like you have a body that keeps you healthy and warm and all of these fun things so think about how good that is and like how awesome it feels once you move your body and that's also a key thing with mindset and um 
how you talk to yourself. I feel like there's this negative connotation with exercise and working out. So mm -hmm. a big thing that I've learned is to call it like movement. You're moving your body because when you think of moving your body, you think of, oh, I love doing yoga. Like, and that kind of helps connect. It's just... You're connecting just the movement work. to the endorphins. Exactly. So there's that or like have you done any activity today like i think of ooh, activities are fun like i yeah. love activity so right. it's just it's again how you're talking to yourself and to others that affect how you talk to yourself up here and i think it's very easy to get caught up in complaining and doing movement and exercise so you can be caught up in complaining and things like that and i read a book i don't know if you've ever read it you are a badass um such a good book if anyone mm. needs it it's amazing i'm gonna read it like three more times but she talks about in the book is every time that you're about to complain about something you say this is good because so Ooh. right when you're like oh i can't stand this you go this is good because like i went for a run the other day and it was so hot and I did not want to be doing it. But I was yeah. like, this is good because it's training me to be more prepared in different elements. This is good because I will be feeling so good after because of the endorphins. Like you change yep. that narrative in your mind every single time until it becomes muscle memory. Exactly. And that's creating, it's how you're talking. Whether you believe it or not, it's how you're talking that is giving you the sense of, wow, this this activity or this movement is pleasurable to me. Like I enjoy doing it. So then you're going to, it's going to increase your likelihood of following through, which is a huge thing for making sure we're following through be here. But then again, we're not going to judge ourselves. If we don't follow through one time questions, why didn't you follow through? What was going on externally, internally? We, we want to figure out why we want to get those answers rather than immediately getting down on ourselves because we do that enough as it is, you know, that's like, yeah. our you have so instinct. many other people doing that. You exactly. need to be one rooting for yourself. Exactly. So and yeah. Going off of that, you talk a lot in your page about boundaries. So can you give us some insight on that? Yeah. It's just kind of realizing what, what is what is serving you right now in your life and if it's aligned with where you want to be? So that could be people, it could be um, places, things, feelings, whatever, food, um, anything that you realize is not aligned with the person you want to be or your goals that you set for yourself, you need to set a in your head and it's also nice to write them down or communicate them obviously um we what's want a good strategy to navigate that in creating those boundaries okay so i'm gonna take myself back to when i was setting boundaries because it wasn't that long ago and like boundaries are always constantly being altered changed brought up um you need it takes a lot of self-reflection so you really have to kind of sit down with yourself and say how did I feel today who who did I see today who what did I do today 
And how did that person make me feel? How did I feel after I did that? Once that person said this, how did that make me feel? Or you kind of have to break everything down and anything that made you feel any type of way that you don't want to feel, you need to acknowledge that and communicate that with that person or with yourself if it's a matter doing things that you don't want to do just because you don't want to disappoint someone. That's also a sign of self-sabotage. And yeah, it, I mean, it takes a lot of self-reflection and setting boundaries is such a personal thing. I can't really like give examples because boundaries are super different and unique for everyone, but it's just a matter of your own story. You need to write where those lines are. Exactly. It's you are in control of how you feel every day. And I feel like that's a lot of where a lot of people get things messed up. They take pity on themselves. They say, oh, well, today my, my car broke down or today um, my mom didn't answer my call or like all of these random things. You can, you can take pity on yourself and say, well, I control my car breaking down on me no you couldn't control that necessarily but you could control you reacted to it you could say oh okay well this is out of my control so what's the point of stewing about it you know that's also you can't change it so what are you going to do in the present moment exactly so like a big thing is also making sure we feel our feelings we want to make sure we are avoiding them whether they're positive feelings, negative feelings, we we need to sit with them. We need to acknowledge them. But I myself, depending on what it is, give yourself a certain time and say, okay, so right now it's 37 at 8 o'clock. I'm going to stop being sad. I'm going to get a good cry out. I'm going to write down all my feelings. I'm going to feel my feelings. And at 8 o'clock, I'm, I'm in control. And I'm not going to spend my night feeling this way. So, yeah, I think it's so important. That goes with the mindfulness that you're being present in the experience. You're being non-judgmental. You're sticking with it, but you're not. You're feeling them, but you're mm-hmm. not sitting in it. Exactly. You don't want to drown feelings. You want to feel them and acknowledge them because all every feeling is valid, but you don't want to drown in your feelings because that's when you start digging into digging yourself into a hole, and that's also a boundary that you need to set with yourself. Like you need to boundary as much as you're like okay well this person's toxic in my life setting a boundary hey don't talk about this or we can't do this because this is how this makes you feel I don't like it respect it type of thing but you need to set boundaries within yourself too whether it's eating not eating certain food because you know it makes you feel like crap inside and you know it's not good for you but it's just like a temporary craving that you're like okay I'm gonna do this and then you're like oh um, set that boundary. Say, okay, well, I'm, I only do this a couple times this week. And when I do it, I'm going to approach it with curiosity. Say, well, why did I do that? Why, why do I feel like I need a sweetness nourishment? And that's, that's a big part of my program too, is every craving, there's something that needs to be nourished inside of you. And it's how we figure that out. That, that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of the feelings that people often struggle with are from the past. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are stuck in the past, think about prior things that have happened. And you talk a lot on your page and throughout your program about not sticking in the past. What are some strategies to stray away from that mindset? 
not stay in the past. To yeah, to not stay in the past. Um, it's again, it's a lot easier said than done. We just kind of have to acknowledge the past is the past. You can't change it. The past has shaped you into who you are today. We don't want to hate on the past. We don't want to say, oh, well, all of these mistakes and memories, and again, throw a pity party on yourself. Like, we don't want to look at it as the past being bad. The past, the past has brought you here today. To the five people that are listening, the past brought you here right now. So you want you want to kind of acknowledge it and accept it, but... And respect the, it, honestly. Yeah, like the past does not determine your future. And that's a big thing. Again, taking control and setting those boundaries for yourself to not dwell on the past. And um, as we start creating new habitual behaviors in my program, we take a step back and you look at, okay, well, so you're doing this now. Why did you start doing this now? Because of this in the past? Okay. So how can we learn from that and rewire thing in your brain to become a thought process or a person or whatever it may be that you want to be in the future? Well, now I think we should open it up to some questions, if we have any in the comments. And Faith, I know that you put up a question there before, and if you have any from that. Yeah, um, let me see. I took screenshots. Again, the people that are listening, you can comment some below. I would love to answer that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so a big one is how do you set boundaries without being rude to people is how that person explain that. So again, think of your buckets. Think of, okay, I am a people pleaser. I don't want this person to be mad at me. I want this person to be happy. So in order for that person to be happy, I need to be happy myself. I can't give them the half-assed version me sorry if I'm here (laughs) um like you don't want to give your like give the people that you love the not full version of you because then that's going to make them upset and that's the whole that's the whole point so work on yourself work on your confidence don't self-care is not selfish that is that's a good quote that I that I've read like self-care is not selfish you think of why why are you caring for yourself oh well because you want to feel better okay so why do you want to feel better well because if I feel better then maybe the relationship that I have in my life will flourish more okay so why why do you want your relationships to flourish more and it's kind of just like an, a layer by layer by layer that we kind of break things down so yeah don't be don't think of you putting yourself first as as being selfish because that's that's just not the case at all at all but of yeah, course i think if you're living with a kind heart mm-hmm. then you're all good exactly if you're being kind and you're being respectful of others and their feelings but also you have to respect your own your feelings are just as valid as the person next to you mm-hmm. yes so if exactly. you have to part ways that's totally fine just make yeah. sure that you're saying it respectfully kind Mm -hmm. 
and just yeah. living with a kind heart. Yeah, and something that I've also realized is some people come into your life to serve a purpose. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes, yes. like, comes into your life isn't necessarily someone that's supposed to be in your life forever. They're, they're that is a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's hard for me too. So like, I try and help coach my clients on it. And I'm like, yo, like, it's really, really hard. But like, I got it. I'm supporting you. You can do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's acknowledging like, hey, this person that I met years ago fulfilled the purpose in that time what was the lesson that that person taught me like god put that person in my life for a reason so what was that reason and i mean we're constantly evolving we're constantly changing so don't you shouldn't expect for the people that you met when you were one version of yourself yes. mean the same much or hold as much significance in your life when you're a completely different person and that doesn't mean that there has to be like a falling out like it doesn't need to be an argument or anything it could just kind of either happen naturally and gradually or it could be a conversation because for all you know that person could be feeling the same way as you like that person would be like oh, sometimes well. you just outgrow these relationships like they mm -hmm. say that friends are like what is it friends are like seasons or come for the season or whatever and sometimes you just outgrow that. Sometimes you need to move on to a different season and that's okay. Like you still yeah. have that love for them and you want them to flourish as well, but it might not be what's best for the both of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, it's a lot easier said than done and it's a hard pill to swallow when you have memories and history with people. And But sometimes you have to acknowledge like that is, that's just simply what it is, like their memory. And it's awesome to look back on. Like, wow, how, and that, again, kind of how you start talking to yourself. You can either be like, oh, these memories, I wish I had them. Or it could be, wow, memories are so cool. How awesome is it that I met this person and we create memories to forever look back on? Like, it's all about just perspective, you know? It's a chapter, and you're mm -hmm. grateful for that chapter. And if they their character moves on, great. If yeah. not, then that chapter was great, but you can't keep rereading it exactly. over and over again because you're going to over-romanticize it at that yeah. point. Or, you know, when you, like, watch a TV show and it's like, I mean, I don't want to say Grey's Anatomy because I know that that's, like, uh, iconic and classic, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people feel like, oh my God, Grey's Anatomy could have ended a long time ago. And a lot of people have stopped watching because they dragged it out so much. And it's so different from what it used to be. So kind of think about it like that. Like you don't want, you cherish that friendship or that person in your life. So don't do anything to like paint that impression that it has in your mind, you know? Like don't, don't force it. If it's happening. Yeah. 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 Totally get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any other questions in there? Do we have um, any other questions in the comments here? Um, I feel like we went over all the questions mm -hmm. when we were talking. 
Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for those that join and a little wrap up of the whole thing, we talked about being not judgmental with your thoughts and being mindful and being present and being in that present and mindful state. You it reduces anxiety, it reduces depression, and it helps you just live a happier version of your life. And positive self talk and having that positive relationship with yourself and positive self-talk is so important because negativity it surrounds us unfortunately and you have to be that positive voice and using that third person narrative it makes it a lot easier to digest the information because your brain can't comprehend whether it's you or someone else and also it's so important to stick to a routine and try to feel what makes you feel good. What type of movement makes you feel good? What type of food makes you feel good? What type of phrasings, boundaries, peoples that make you feel good? Mm -hmm. And so as we're wrapping up, Faith, I know that you have a new program coming. So please tell us about it because everything already sounds so amazing. Yeah, I, um, I'm still finishing up the current program that I'm doing with my clients, but within the next month or so keep an eye out because I'm going going to be creating this program based on everything we've just talked about confidence mindset energy those are going to be our three focal points so if that if anything we've said kind of resonated with you or if you want to learn more or you feel like that could benefit you to hop on this transformation journey and prioritize yourself and do something invest in yourself then stay tuned and feel free to message me i will always answer yeah. yes and follow it's what finding faith finding right? faith that's, that's, yes. okay i thought so but i didn't want to say it if it was wrong so make sure that you follow <laughs> finding faith xoxo and make sure you follow my account if you're coming from face at she is mad because there will be a new episode every week of she is talking it is a live series that will be saved on igtv and we'll be having new guests talking about confidence self-love and becoming the best version of yourself so thank you so much faith for joining today thank you for having and let's end it with our cat my catchphrase so you got it go get go. it it's time. <laughs> time to shake your beauty. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you next week. Bye.